0: Yeah, so uh, things are on the up and up. Hey, it's time for another great episode of Get On Code. All right, welcome to Get On Code, the Fly Guy Show, which is a series of melanated conversations focused on empowerment, health, wealth, and knowledge of self. People think in binary choices because they are conditioned to.
1: And on the wall is a picture of a wolf and a lion. I think the wolf was the Democratic Party, the lion was the Republicans. But the drug trade and all these illegal stuff that uh, people do, that's still economics. It's just that they couldn't do it in a
0: traditional system. We're talking about melanated wealth. So we can build wealth,
1: but we just, for some reason, don't seem to be able to transfer it. You had a great experience, fine, that means nothing. What were you told as a child about education? You had to be how many times better?
0: Every impression without an expression becomes depression. All right, yes, once again, it's another great episode to get on code. I'm your good brother, Mr. Empowerment at Seiko Varner, and I'm here with the good brother, Minister Zumbi Shawala. Did I say Shawala right? Yes, sir. I keep thinking Shawala Wala Bing Bang. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's all good, bro. Oh, yes, sir.
0: It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> <sighs> hey, man. Um, well, the good brother, Minister Zumbi, is the author of GOAT, the Gospel yes. of Afronomics Theology. Great book. I have my copy here. I'm still diving yep. through it. Um, you have copy. <laughs> <sighs> Yo, man, you put out a nice manifesto. So tonight, so, man, pray for Lee prayerfully we're going to get a chance to talk about Bitcoin ethereum cryptocurrency mm. and our community right the good brother uh Tim Webb from keep coin was going to join with us couldn't make it tonight um and what's kind of interesting is he said you know decide which one of you most people do earn income they use their earned income to buy Tesla but what power coiners do, and I, you know, we're gonna have to get him back on the show so he can discuss that, is mm. use earn income to invest in power coin and then profit use the profit to buy Tesla. Mm. I think that's interesting, but I think that's marketing.
1: <laughs> well, I'll tell you this um, I, I think the gentleman picked that up from one of the uh books in the rich dad series i think it's talking about increasing your financial iq where what robert kiyosaki was trying to teach with that little demonstration there was how you increase your financial iq and how you increase your financial intelligence so for example let's say if there's something you want to purchase okay let's say you want to purchase uh let's say you want to purchase 10 acres of land Okay. All right. But you don't have the capital necessary to where you can buy it outright or at least put a down payment on. So do you borrow money or do you create an asset that can generate enough money to where you can buy these 10 acres of land outright? You see. So if you choose to create an asset that can generate. The necessary capital for the 10 acres of land. Now you're in a position where you bought the land and you still have an asset that generates income. Okay, right, okay. right. So that's how you actually increase your financial IQ and your financial intelligence. And you didn't have to go into debt to take out a mortgage to do it.
0: All right, so you're saying that there's some merit in saying that you should take your earned income, invest in cryptocurrencies like PowerCoin, bitcoin ethereum i don't know the rest of them okay and then use those monies to buy a tesla
1: uh a mercedes or uh, right gucci Hmm. yeah yeah so there there is merit to that um you know it's kind of interesting that he would use that particular example but you know i think the point is clear so if you can do something like um and, and another thing, before I forget, what I also saw in the diagram is something that, that Robert Kiyosaki has talked about through his Rich Dad series. If you are generating earned income, you must right. quickly convert it into portfolio and passive income as quickly as possible.
0: Hmm. Hmm. All right, and the good brother Tim Webb also from PeCoin says that the top 7 investments. Of course, he put his PeCoin number 1. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but that's okay cuz we always put your goat first and we put my right. services first too. Um, OK. so uh real estate second, your health third, your career fourth, side mm. hustles is fifth, your okay. knowledge is sixth. And paying off debt is seventh. Now, I, I think I would flip that a little bit, man. I think I would flip that a little bit. So we're going to talk about blacks and Bitcoin or blacks and cryptocurrency, uh, okay. colored people and cryptocurrency. <laughs> um, we'll find a way to make it work. Um, yeah. But I want to leave that as the foundation. I want to start with the foundation of investment, please, because most of us are not buying cryptocurrency just to trade you know, most of us are seeming to buy cryptocurrencies to invest. And is that smart? Hmm.
1: I think before we even get into whether cryptocurrency is a good investment, I, I go back and I ask the question, it's not about the money per se. It's really about You because you are ultimately the asset and or the liability. Okay. Hmm. So you know, so something that we may consider an asset based on what your mindset is, can flip it into a liability, and then vice versa. Okay. So for example, let's 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 go into hip hop. All right. All right. No one thought about taking two turntables and hooking it up to a crossfader and becoming a one-man band. So you took things that were pretty unrelated to one another and you created a whole new asset and was able to generate infinite streams of income. Now, to me, I call that alchemy, to where you take things that are ordinary, combine them, and now, all of a sudden, you've created something new and something a lot more valuable. Okay. Oh, hold on, hold on. So, hold on. You call yeah. that alchemy. Yes. So are you using your metaphysical terms and
0: so forth? For the uninitiated, what okay. is alchemy?
1: <laughs> alchemy is basically where you take base metals and convert them into gold. Or what the real science is, you take something or someone who is ordinary and convert them into something extraordinary or something of greater value okay okay okay
0: all right so uh just a a little historical fact before hip-hop djs were doing it disco djs were doing it too right they just didn't have the crossfader that uh uh grand master flash helped
1: create oh you mean like um cool dj Herc and other djs okay yeah. So basically, they I guess they were the next evolutionary step after, you know, regular disco DJs. Right. Okay. So, so really you are ultimately the asset or the liability. Okay. It's not the money or it's not the resource. It's the mindset and how you treat the asset per se. So for example, I was able to take three things that were unrelated to each other. I took ink, I took paper, I took pen, combined them into this. Okay. Something that is of greater value together than those three particular things individually. But I had to have the mindset to organize the information and organize the ingredients in order to make this happen. I said, okay. So when we come into cryptocurrency and, you know, I'm giving a caveat, I'm still a novice at this. So I don't really, I'm still learning about what is cryptocurrency and what it does and where it can go. Um,
0: well, I think it's kind of interesting that in many ways, I think our community And that's the reason we're having this discussion is just to say, hey, we need to take a deeper look at this. You know, interestingly Mm. enough, one of my co-workers was saying, hey, you need to get involved in Dogecoin or Dogecoin. I think Doge, I think Doja Cat, (laughs) one of my new favorite artists, (laughs) That's my best friend. She's a real bad chick. Yeah, yeah. She looks good (laughs) with a T on the end. Uh, (laughs) Good, like she says in the song. Uh, But so Dogecoin tumbles. So I know she invested. Mm. She's like, "Seiko, you got to invest in Dogecoin. I think it's called Dogecoin, Dogecoin, whatever okay. it is. Um, she's got to invest in it. You got to invest in mm-hmm. it. You know, I put a hundred dollars in it and it looks, you know, she's like Elon Musk is going to go on Saturday night live and talk about it. And it's going to go through the roof.
1: Mm. See,
0: he went now- on SNL and talked about it
1: and it dropped. <laughs> now. And I don't know if you've ever heard this this way, like we talk about it's not the uh, it's not the coin of the realm. It's the knowledge behind it. So when we talk about investing in something, we have to look at ROI. And ROI stands for two things. Return on your investment and return of investment. OK. And understanding that there is always an element of risk involved in investing. Okay. And when you invest, people don't have rules. You know, I think we talked about it in a previous show where you have to create a set of rules for yourself as an investor before you go into the market or whatever it is you're looking to invest in because you need something to protect you from your own emotions. You see, and I think what's happening in cryptocurrency is pretty much something that I've always said about the stock market. Look at what's driving cryptocurrency now. It's fear, greed, and ignorance, just like the stock market. And we saw what happened in 2000 with the dot-com bubble. And then the following year, we saw what happened with Arthur Anderson and WorldCom and Enrod. And then later, we saw what happened with the real estate bubble, the predatory lending, and the fact that when we found out that the Russians and the Chinese were lending money to these instruments like Washington Mutual and so forth, but the Russians and the Chinese themselves didn't realize that their money was being used for predatory lending. Okay. And now it seems Mm -hmm. like history is repeating itself with this cryptocurrency. Okay. Are we going to see another cryptocurrency bubble? Are we going to see more fear, greed, and ignorance drive this thing? Because what is is the intrinsic value? That's what I can't figure out. Okay. I can't figure that out. I can't. See? Because since there's no, because I always say that. The price of a stock, or in this case, the price of cryptocurrency, usually has little to nothing to do with the intrinsic value of the potential asset itself. Hmm. Okay. So let's say you see Warren Buffett. He comes out, he looks around, he says, it's nothing to invest in. Everybody's looking at him like he's crazy. Buffett, along with Carl Icahn, Ray Dalio, and others, they use a criteria where they're looking at the intrinsic value. Of a company versus looking at the stock price, because like I said, the stock price is really driven by fear, greed and ignorance. Interesting,
0: interesting, interesting. So what is Warren Buffett saying about crypto? And, you know, why do we have why do we have, you know, um, what's this guy named Isaiah? Not not this guy. Oh, okay. yeah. Why is. Sean Calking deciding to get paid in cryptocurrency.
1: I, 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 I don't... You know, I, I read that on ESPN and I'm scratching my head like, really? You, you know, because I'm I'm looking at this as... And that's why I said there's always rules that govern things. You know, so investing, you know, what are the rules? And I think what's happening is is that people... And I think you notice, you know, well, being in in real estate, there's a difference between being an investor and a gambler. Right, 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 right. Okay. And I think people are gamblers who are trying to masquerade as investors. Okay. Because they don't take the time to do their homework to look at the intrinsic value of the potential asset in which they're going to invest.
0: interesting interesting and i I think that's one of the challenges man is maybe i'm missing it so maybe one of our viewers can tap in and you know emmanuel says hello what's up what's up emmanuel salute that Uh, maybe emmanuel knows something that we don't know about crypto Mm -hmm. because i'm he he he, you know he turned in a hundred percent
1: of his salary yeah, that's to Bitcoin. Now, how much was his contract? I-, I forgot. I think it was like ninety two.
0: I don't know. I'll look it up in just a second. Uh, OK, but it was ninety two something. It
1: was ninety two something. Um, Because he's not the first player to convert his salary into Bitcoin. There was another player who only converted part of his salary into uh, cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. I fully believe Bitcoin is the future of finance, and I wanted to prove that I have real skin in the game, not just trying to make a quick buck. I'll be converting my entire 2021 NFL salary to Bitcoin. So he's taking his entire salary
1: and he's riding the wave of Bitcoin. Okay, is that what I'm getting? But see, he's got a problem because the one thing and Jim Brown said this. He says the one thing that athletes don't understand when they start making big money is tax brackets. So does Colkin understand the tax bracket that he's in? And what does the IRS have to say about taxing cryptocurrency? Because I'm pretty sure they're trying to figure this thing out as it emerges and as it goes along. OK, all right. so. All right. I'm, I'm seeing what you're saying now. So basically a base salary of nine hundred twenty thousand. All right. Right. So before. So let's just say before he. Before he even touches it, let's say that at least 40 to 45 percent is gone in state and federal taxes. OK, mm. then thank there's you, another. Emmanuel. Yeah. And then there's was another. thank
0: you, Emmanuel. He dropped in and he he hit it before we hit
1: it. Oh, OK. Right. <laughs> OK, so, well, let's just call it a clean half. Half of that is gone in, in state and federal taxes. He's got okay. to pay his agent, according to the NFL rules, about three to four percent of his salary. Right. Right. OK, so that's why I'm saying, you know, OK, you want to put your entire thing to it. But how do you figure out the taxes? And right now the IRS is trying to figure out how to tax cryptocurrency.
0: Well, he says from a macro standpoint, I believe we're in the beginning stage of Bitcoin shift away from being speculative to having s- substantial solid value. Now, okay. you have the opinion that Bitcoin is going to bubble burst.
1: Yeah, because everything operates in cycles. That's why I said the one thing that I learned about studying economics, you also have to study history. And no matter what happens there's always cycles that come there's always a boom and there's always a bust the question is where are you in that cycle and if you understand cycles how can you stay one step ahead of the curve you see because like i said i i saw this three different times in the past 20 years with the dot-com and then i saw it with enron worldcom and author anderson then i saw it with uh predatory lending you know 2007 2008 okay so there Mm. seems to be a cycle and that's why i said there's a difference between investing and gambling so are we do are we doing our due diligence are we doing our homework not just in cryptocurrency but understanding the basics of investing itself you see so like like my friend in the bronx you know i gave him a few books i said Before you start engaging in investing, and this is one thing that I do agree with Robert Kiyosaki says, part of being a good investor is being a good entrepreneur. Okay. Okay. Because if you've ever created value, now you know how to look at the intrinsic value of a company. You see, because you need something that's on, um, that's you know rooted in a solid foundation. So how
0: do we determine that value with so he's worth nine hundred and twenty? Was it nine hundred? Yeah, his, um, his base
1: hour would be nine nine hundred twenty thousand, and that's not that's not including if there's incentive clauses in the contract. So if his Bitcoin amount goes up. hmm.
0: Does he just cash out immediately or does he ride the wave? And what's what's determining how it goes up and what go how it goes down? What makes that determination?
1: Yeah. See, that's the other thing, because the one one thing I was thinking about is volatility. OK, how do you control the volatility? And that's why I said I'm a novice, because like you, I'm asking the same questions. You know, what is the value? How do you determine the value? Um, it's not backed by gold or silver. So right. are we playing with some new age monopoly money? Is that it? Because uh, we're already, yeah. It's like, okay, we're already in a fiat economy as is. Okay. Now, now for the uninitiated, what yeah. is a fiat economy? A fiat economy is an economy where the currency is not backed by a precious metal, gold or silver, etc. Okay. And to give you an example, yeah, give you an example of that. Richard Nixon on August fifteenth, nineteen seventy-one, he took the US dollar off the gold standard. Right. Okay. So we've been as of August fifteenth of twenty twenty one, we would have been in a fiat economy for 50 years. So if
0: we've been used to a fiat economy. Mm How does this crypto thing help us? You know, Emmanuel says my issue with crypto is will it be backed by gold or silver or some other type of hard assets? You know, when I when I deal with properties as real estate you know, person and real estate investor, mm. um, I'm dealing with a hard asset, the, the, right. the, the property, the land that it stays on and the edifice itself. I have the same question, Emmanuel. Will it be better? Yeah. You know, so I'm worried now because Sean, $920,000 base
1: salary. Yeah. What if his Bitcoin drops? Mm hmm. And, and so he you just bring loses up a, it all. Yeah. And you bring up an excellent point about assets. OK. Being in real estate, you have assets that you can actually control and actually increase It's value. It's market value. Okay, There's little to no control over this cryptocurrency, just like you don't have uh, much control over stocks or paper assets. All right. Which is why I'm not a fan of 401ks and pensions after what went down with Enron, WorldCom and Arthur Anderson. If you don't have control of your asset, then who's really controlling it? You you, you see, so you're in, you're in, you're in a better spot because you've got assets that you can control and you can increase its value. All right. And and so Emmanuel
0: says, (laughs) you know, is it going to be backed by gold or silver? I'm like, I can't wrap my head around it. You're like, I'm still trying to figure it out. And it looks like Warren Buffett is saying the same thing, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I'm not saying we should follow, Schwarzenegger or Buffett by any means you know I'm not but I do think that a
1: Buffett might be somebody that I would follow so now um, yeah what's funny with Buffett is I know initially he was against it because Buffett has an attitude where he only sticks to what he knows right okay and then I see him do a 180 where he's for it and I guess depending on the date of this uh, article that you pulled up I guess he's looking at it again and saying, "Uh, I don't know. Okay, because Robert Kiyosaki was in the same boat. He was against it uh, in one book. Then in a couple of books later, he's now for it. So Robert Kiyosaki is for cryptocurrencies. Yeah. And I forgot which book it is. It's one of his latest books. He says there's three types of money. He says you've got, you know, cash, which is government money. You've got gold and silver, which he calls God's money, and then you have cryptocurrency, which is what he calls the people's money. Okay, because the one thing that he said is if if the people gain control, like if you go back in history, nobody wants a centralized bank. Okay. And I guess the way that Kiyosaki is looking at it as you know, it's the people's money, it's the people's currency. So they'll have a greater say in how this currency will be valued. But that's very, it's very dangerous because now it it becomes very subjective. Okay. There's nothing standard across the board. All right. And especially when you're talking about a nation state, okay, are nation states going to adopt cryptocurrency as its primary currency? Hmm. Okay, because that's something else to think about.
0: I I, kind of worry, man. I kind of worry because Mm. I think that here in the United States of America, um, (laughs) if you spell America with a C or with a KKK, either way you spell it here in the United States of America, uh, people of African descent have had a really raw deal financially. And now we're at a situation where things are having some level, not of equity, not of equality. But more opportunity that's kind of open. You know what I'm saying? So, should we embrace cryptocurrency Mm. and how it operates for economic uplift? Or should we look at the things that have been providing economic uplift for the last 300 years and really dive deep into those? So, you know, should we move crypto or should we move? In traditional things And I think that's something That
1: we're going to have to decide Because Right (sighs) Because I I look at things like this What you're doing is You're investing in something That people are always going to need And that's a roof over their head So I always believe If you invest in people's Food Clothing And shelter See because Now we're in a post-COVID economy And we need to have things that are not only pandemic proof, but recession proof. And does cryptocurrency pass the smell test in that? All right. So what's your smell test? Um, For me, it's still driven by fear, greed and ignorance. It's like I'm seeing Groundhog Day all over again. And like I said, this is before me really getting into the nuts and bolts of what this cryptocurrency is about. Okay. Because I'm seeing on one side, people square by it. The other side, people demonize it. So what is, you know, and like I said, the jury is still out because it's, it's relatively new. I think maybe what past five or six years that people have been really getting into cryptocurrency.
0: Uh, Emmanuel says crypto could be like people bargaining in ancient markets amongst each other. That's that's kind of intriguing. That's an intriguing mm. position. Um, Isaiah Jackson is saying that it's a key way to fix economic injustice. He urges us to get on the digital coin as a way of saving in the long term. For the first time in history, we have a plan B option to the current financial system.
1: Interesting. Okay, but I go back to something that Malcolm said in "Message to the Grassroots." Everything is based on land, which is the foundation of all political and economic po- uh, power and independence. Okay, you know what? I love yeah.
0: that, Mom. Um, one of the ministers that I hang with said in a sermon last week that the uh, he was talking about the canonized Christian scriptures. He said mm. the scriptures are preoccupied. With land, children. Yes. Land, children, and it's something else. But he said, if you look throughout the scriptures, they're preoccupied with land, children, and it's something else. I can't think of what it is. Uh, It might be wealth. But so, goes along with what uh, Brother Malcolm, you know, the ancestor Malcolm said about, you know, the
1: economic power being in land. Right. So, yeah. Mm. go yeah because you know everybody's going to the flavor of the month but you know there's a song that you know the elders used to sing in the south in the south called the solid rock and the chorus goes um on christ the solid rock i stand all other ground is sinking sand okay so if we don't understand the importance of land and what it can do for people then cryptocurrency is really just another flavor of the month because what good is cryptocurrency if you don't own, control, produce, and distribute? So owning and controlling land that can give you food, that can give you resources and other things, plus um, understanding how when you look at these super families and these rich families, part of the intergenerational or dynastic wealth they've built, is through land ownership. Okay? Because we don't know where cryptocurrency is going to be 10, 15, 20 years from now. But we know there's going to be some land. We know people are going to need food, clothing, and shelter.
0: Land, food, clothing, and shelter. That's like like if you look at Maslow's Five hierarchy needs. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, it, it, that's that's that right there. So, uh, you know, I wish the brother T Web um, would have come on and shared on, information yeah. about P-Coin, um because I was really intrigued by what he's bringing. So, brother T Web has created Peacock, which is
1: mm-hmm.
0: his own blockchain. His right. own, and he's not the only one that's done it. So, I okay. think it's intriguing to see that many of us are getting on code. And working in the coding of creating a cryptocurrency. Okay. But I'm still, I'm still just kind of rallying and trying to figure this out. So, but mm-hmm. I do think it's a discussion that needs to be happening. So, um, mm-hmm. if I'm already investing, and I'm investing using Robinhood, uh, I'm investing using some of the other apps so I can purchase stocks. Right. Is that similar? to investing in blockchain.
1: You know, and it still goes back to doing your due diligence. Okay. And what I mean by that is when we talk about, you know, everybody talks about having a diversified portfolio. Okay. But the problem is when people talk about diversifying, they're only diversifying within a certain set of assets. And I talk about this in my book, the chapter called Scribe where I said that is real asset diversification and scribe is really an acronym. So scribe S systems, because all rich people deal in systems and teams. Okay. C commodities Mm. R real estate. I investments where I talk about paper assets, B businesses and E is ESOP. If you're working for someone, And ESOP stands for uh, Employee Stock Ownership Plan. Okay. And what that is, that means that the employees own 50% of the company, minimum. So not only are you working there, but you're also a shareholder. And the employees have the majority ownership of the company. You know what's crazy
0: to me? When I used to work at Farm... No, it wasn't Farm Fresh. It was food line yo know, so I used to work in food line yeah right yeah okay. <laughs> and so uh, yeah I uh, started off as a stock boy and mm. this is when I was young and attractive right um <laughs> I think the manager in the uh, deli section kind of had a crush on me and so she had me working in the, in the deli section it was banging mm. it was you know because uh, I, I had a ball I met a lot of great people. Right. And I dated a lot of great women who went to the, caves <laughs> to the deli section. And I was kind of artistic, so I used to do the cakes and stuff, too. Okay. Oh, he can make a cake. He can design my cake. <laughs> yeah, baby, I can, I, I can bake your cake, baby. Uh, <laughs> so I would ask the people who worked there, you know, because I was part-time initially. Mm-hmm. I said, like, well, yeah, did you get stock? you get stock options? No. I said, but you're full-time. You can get stock options. Well, why would I get stock in a place where I work? Why wouldn't mm. you get stock in a place you work? See, you know, and then when I went to the uh, school system, you know, I was a teacher, a school counselor. A lot of the teachers during that early time, like that, the, the, the 90s, mm. they said, I'm going to get a pension, so I'm not going to invest in my own IRA. So here's what I think is happening. At that time, they didn't believe in investing, and many of those teachers are now, even though they're fully retired, they're part-time teachers because they can't afford it. Can we afford to miss this opportunity? You know, I I agree with Emmanuel that there might be some legal and regulatory problems, (laughs) you know, and the, the countries are saying we can't regulate this. I think in Nigeria, from what I understand, um cryptocurrencies are illegal or something of that nature. It might be Nigeria. Yeah, there's some countries
1: that have have banned it. Yes.
0: Right, right, right. So is there an opportunity cost here? Are we going to miss the opportunity if we don't jump on board? And that's one of the things I was hoping to have a discussion about tonight. So you do a great study of history.
1: Hmm.
0: How many opportunity moments have we missed
1: Let's start with Harlem. Okay. Okay. And let's, let's talk about gentrification as an example. So while we were living in these, you know, brownstones and other places, I'm also including Philadelphia because I have some friends who went to Temple university in their grad program. When the, when the properties were cheap, we didn't think about owning the brownstones. Okay. Now, all of a sudden, here we are, the brownstones that we got for basically pennies on the dollar are now seven, possibly eight digit figures. Okay. And we're basically being priced out of our own homes. And you see that with the dynamics of changing in Harlem, where, where are all these white folks coming from? Okay. You've got ESPN and Disney and ABC and all these other networks that are downtown in Times Square. Okay. You had the vendors taken off the street. Okay. Because we didn't take the opportunity to own and control the real estate in Harlem. How can this be the unofficial capital of the African world community and we don't own anything in it? Especially now, and you probably know this firsthand, look at what Columbia University is doing in sucking up Harlem real estate.
0: We okay? should have been buying the block.
1: That was a missed opportunity. Right. And the same thing went on in Philadelphia. Now, here's what I found interesting about the takeover of Philly. The people who took over Philly are the same cast of characters that took over Harlem. The only difference is who financed the move. And in Philadelphia, what I found out was the people who who financed the, the takeover of North Philly was Citizens Bank.
0: OK, OK.
1: Now, that's intriguing. Yeah. You know, and um, it seems like there's a pattern, you know, going all throughout the country where now Everybody, all this white flight that was taking place like in the 60s and the 70s. Now yeah. everybody wants to come back in. And take over. You know, the, you know, inside the city limits. So that's two
0: examples of how we missed the boat collectively. <clears throat> right. Collectively. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some yep. individuals who profited. Um mm-hmm. yeah. uh, if we're talking about Philly, salute to the good, gorgeous sister, uh, what's her name? Uh Nicole Purvey, who put together a nice real estate team called uh Better Than Success.
1: Um Okay.
0: Yeah, so she has a really great real estate team. So if you're in Philly, and you get involved with better than success, then they teach you how to become a real estate mogul. Um mm-hmm. so yeah, 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 yeah. So are there any other great opportunities? Um this is the legacy of the lack of financial literacy, literacy in our community. I didn't even hear the term generational wealth until I was tw- uh, 28. Whoa. Yeah. Yo, Emmanuel, and, and,
1: thanks for being part of this conversation, Emmanuel. That's deep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And see, what happens is, and see, this is the reason why um, I'm adamant about our young people engaging more in, in marriage again, because when you marry, people don't realize that marriage, you're also being able to acquire not just the tangible, but the intangible assets that you can bequeath to the next generation. Okay. So when you have these, these super families, you know, the DuPonts, Rockefellers, etc., they don't really marry outside of their circle. So they can keep all the knowledge within their circle and continue to perpetuate wealth. Mm. OK. So while we got to get it, however, we get it in in those circles, the, the knowledge in terms of how to not only how to produce wealth, but how to protect wealth is kept inside. And that's wow. why the honorable. Elijah, yeah. And that's why the honorable. Elijah Muhammad said that one of the three sciences that we had to master was the science of mate selection and genetic engineering. Okay. Because when you start mate selection, and if you're not choosing someone of value or someone who brings value into a situation, are you just going to wind up carrying dead weight? And then what the two of you produce inside the union, can you bequeath that to the next generation?
0: Yo, so she looks good, but does she have anything to bring to the table for legacy building? Right. You know, you know, yeah, she can twerk, but does she have anything (laughs) that's really (laughs) going to be beneficial for our children's children?
1: Right. And I don't know what that Old Testament verse is where it talks about how a man should for his children's children's children. Right, right, right. A good man leaves
0: an inheritance for his children's children's children. Mm. Yeah. So I think that's interesting because it kind of forces you to think ahead. Uh, right. So not just think about the head, but think ahead in terms mm. of what's going to happen in the future. And uh, bringing that up, I guess, let's talk about these black women making waves in blockchain and cryptocurrency. We can check out Afrotech. So if mm. we're not up on it, I am going to check out Afrotech and learn more about you know these crypto chains. But look, there's a sister named Tavanya Evans. Evans, okay. And she created Guap Chain. Guap coin. Really? coin. Wow. Yo, get the Guap. I'm. T-
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Um, <laughs> See, I'm, I'm Gen chain. X, so I'm, you know. <laughs> Yo, so oh. I'm,
0: I'm clicking here, and this is mm-hmm. something on Guap chain. Um, guap, cryptocurrency Gwap for the culture. Guap coin, cryptocurrency mm. for the culture. All right, okay. let's start here. All right. Ooh, ooh, she's giving up she's giving up the goods. All okay. right. She's giving up the goods. Let me increase this so it can be really read really nicely.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Ooh, cryptocurrency can obtain its value from scarcity, community adoption, and ease of use. Mm, Okay. Okay. So decentralized. All right. The lack of any centralized authority. And I think, you know, what's happening now with our community, we're saying, hey, the authorities are not caring for us. Mm, Okay. You know, when we see what's happening with the uh, police overreach, you know, you call it domestic terrorism. I call it police overreach. Um, Mm. I'm a little more politically nice about it, I guess. (laughs) 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 The authorities are not taking care of us. Mm. And so um, when we look at what happened in the banking system, the banks were not caring for us. Right. So I guess that's why we're looking for a decentralized situation. so mm-hmm. let's see wallets, cryptocurrency wallets are pieces of software that store your addresses and private keys. Okay, okay, it's all about the keys and exchange. Okay. All right. So there's Guap Chain. So not only do we have PowerCoin, the good brother T Web, but now we had this Guap Chain. Guap, Guap Coin. Gwop. Okay, Guap Coin. Yo, it's amazing.
1: Hmm. But now I always ask this question and, you know, I think I asked it before. Are people who are creating these cryptocurrencies, how well versed are they in economic theory? Do they have economists serving as consultants to help them understand, you know, certain economic theories as they create this cryptocurrency? That's a good question. So
0: tell me about economic uh, theory. What do I need to know about economic theory? Because I think our community needs to know about economic theory, not just for cryptocurrency, but Mm. for money in general.
1: Right. Well, the way that economics is defined, it's basically a social science that studies how do you take what they consider scarce resources, And have those resources and maximize those resources to take care of large groups of people. And the key thing is scarce resources. Because if you have scarce resources, that creates conflict, which leads to wars and other situations where everybody's fighting for the same thing. So we take oil and we know that Africa is sitting on, you know, tons of oil. Right. Right. Okay. And how many wars have been fought over not only oil but the other mineral resources in African soil? Okay. And those are considered quote unquote scarce resources. But who's defining what is scarce? You see. Hmm. So that's kind of what economics is. It deals with the so-called scarce resources and how are they distributed. And how are they, in some cases, how are they protected? Hmm. Okay, because anything that is of significant value, you need something to protect.
0: Okay, Uh, Hmm. I want to tap back into what I'm seeing on Afrotech. And it's talking about Black Women Blockchain Council. Hmm. There's a Black Women's Blockchain Council. And, of course, okay. I'm pulling this up live, so I don't know much about what's going to happen. But the thing that's interesting to me is it looks like their organization is already in existence to make sure that we do this right. So, mm-hmm. um,
1: ooh, OK. And, and it looks like they're doing a good thing. They're actually educating the public about what this is, because. I think it's criminal to try to get people to jump into something and you don't take the time to educate the people so they can make appropriate, intelligent decisions with their resources.
0: Well, I know that I'm going to be spending time, you know, I'm not a black woman, but I I love them. (laughs) So just the fact that they got these gorgeous looking sisters on here, I'm going to check out what I have to see, uh, what they Mm -hmm. have to say. And I think we all should. Black Women Blockchain Council is a global benefit organization that aims to enhance inclusion and representation in the industry through training, mentoring, networking and visibility programs. So Mm. let's bring this back. Let's bring this back. Uh, It's actually time for us to do a quick commercial break. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm Seiko Varner, Mr. Empowerment, and I have with me the author of Gospel Afronomics Theology, GOAT. Brother Minister, Minister, um, what in your book could
1: easily relate to our conversation today? Hmm, Good question. Let me, since I got the book, I'm going to look in the table of contents to see if something jumps out at me that can deal...
0: While you're doing that, I want to remind people that I'm Seiko Honor with Positive Vibes Financial. Uh, I help real estate investors. I help them to get ninety percent of the purchase price for real estate investment and a hundred percent of the repairs. So if you're a flipper, get in contact with me seven five seven nine three two zero one seven seven at seven five seven nine three two zero one seven seven. And hey, let's make some things pop. Let's make some things pop because I truly believe. And we need to increase our business entrepreneurial activity. Um, Right. Yeah. And so Emmanuel says there will be a huge fight for Colton in Africa in the coming future. What is Colton? I'm going to have to look that up. Thank you, Emmanuel. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm going to look that up. But in your book, what in your book kind of relates to our conversation today?
1: Well, one of the things I talk about in my book is that every economic philosophy, and including mine, it has to be rooted in a nucleus of culture, history and spirituality, okay? And when it's rooted in culture, history and spirituality, you have a framework of which to, how to appropriately make uh, sound financial decisions, not only for yourself, oh, he says Coltan, okay. Not only for yourself, but for your people. Okay, And like you said about history, we need to get into the history of economics so that way we can understand economic cycles. We can understand what to look for in terms of seeing, you know, things that are rising and things that fall. So we we really have to begin to be more scientific in how we approach things, particularly when it comes to things such as cryptocurrency because everything is governed by rules and laws, okay? And that's why I said understanding rules and laws of business, economics, and finance is what separates the investor from the gambler.
0: Ashe, so uh, Hmm. if you haven't picked up your copy of Goat, (laughs) <laughs> uh, Pick up your copy, your goat, because uh, we're kind of goading our way through, man. We're definitely goading our way through. We're going to be the greatest. We are going to be the greatest. We are definitely going to be the greatest. So yeah. I, I guess in this first conversation about blockchain, it seems to me like we're walking away with the position that we need to investigate it more. Yep. We should not be gamblers. We should be investors. And mm-hmm. investors are informed. Yes. And we need to use organizations like uh, the Black Women's. What is it? Black Women's Blockchain Council Council. and some of the other things that we found today to make sure that we're good to go and Mm. we can invest. You know, we're in the space. We're not promoted and we're not necessarily knowledgeable. So. um Beyond yeah. Capital Markets, a fintech social impact that uses blockchain and crypto currencies to help companies grow. Okay. Wow. So they're hoping Caribbean countries. Whew. All right. Here's another. Uh, 2015 Atlantic, Garden, <clears throat> why are so few black people using Bitcoin? So that's something else we're going to have to look into. You know, right. we, we have to be investors, not just gamblers.
1: Right. You know, and, maybe. you know, investigators of this technology. Yeah. So we have to be investors and investigators.
0: Understood. Hey, Brother Emmanuel, any last words before we tap out of here? I I really love your comments today. Today, we've been talking about blockchain and the black community. And I think at this point we're saying now it's time for us to learn more about it because people are putting their whole salaries into this. And it's either going to be a big win or it's going to be a big loss. Right. Yeah. So stay woke, y'all. Stay woke, y'all. Stay woke. Uh, Let's get on code. Let's make sure that we do some things that really improve our community. We can't afford to miss any opportunities because what happened here in the States it happened all, you know, it happened in Latin America. It happened in the Caribbean. It happened in the Mm. West Indies. It happened in too many parts of the world, particularly with people of African descent,
1: Mm.
0: where we allowed white supremacists to put us on the bottom of the economic uh, round table. Right. And, you know, we got to do something about it. You know, Ida B. Wells says that, uh, A Winchester rifle should have a place in honor in every black home. And so should investment books.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: We got to deal. we got to make sure this gets prevented, right? You know, we need to make sure that that situation stops and the situation I'm talking about, I'm showing pictures of people who were killed Mm. by race soldiers, And uh, race soldiers. We just say race soldiers. We got to stop this from happening. And some of the ways that we can do it is economics. Yes. And politics responds to economics. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Politics responds to economics. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I use this example all the time. I give thanks to this ancestor who paid the price which allowed later on here in Virginia Beach, Virginia, which at that point was Princess Anne County, to vote. Mm. Politics is influenced by economics. So if we want the politics in our country to change, we're really going to have to do some work on the economics. Yes. Any last words, Brother Minister?
1: Well, I'll I'll put it in the words of what uh, Minister Farrakhan once said. He said that politics... Without economics is symbolism without substance. So until we get the economics straight and that economics has to be rooted in a nucleus of culture, history and spirituality, nothing else will make sense for us.
0: And my last words are find the code, read the code, get on code, stay on code, teach the code. And our code is empowerment. Peace. This show was brought to you by Positive Vibes Incorporated, our consulting services. We do credit fixes. We do tax resolution. We lend private money and debt consolidation. So if you need... Some of these services are waiting here for you. Credit fixes, tax resolutions, private money, and debt consolidation. Make sure you call Positive Vibes Incorporated.